Welcome back to my new podcast. It's taking a long time to become famous. I am Christina Wagenshaw, the comedian writer that has taken on yet another project that she thinks is a great idea, uh, but technically it doesn't pay. Isn't that fun? The things we want to do, uh, they often aren't lucrative. Uh, <laughs> I have procrastinated making this episode. I don't even know if I should say welcome back. I should be like, welcome to, because the first episode was just a trailer. So technically, this is the first episode. Welcome to, it's taking a long time to become famous. And can I just say, <laughs> it is really weird just talking alone into this microphone. This is why people have podcasts with guests and partners, because right now I'm just talking to my wall. It's a little awkward, but eventually I'm going to dig into a blog and I'm going to read it. And that's also making me paranoid because what if like, as I read, I have like a weird, like right now you hear me conversationally, but when I start reading the blog, what if I get border voice? Do you guys know what border voice is when you're going through customs and you like try to make yourself sound like super innocent? Uh, like you've never done anything wrong before. <laughs> border voice. Watch. That is going to happen probably. Uh, I also feel awkward. I don't have a theme song. It's just like, bam, here's my podcast. It's starting. Nothing to lube you up. No cute jingle. Just my voice right off the bat. Um, I think I already babbled about this last week on my social media, but I did have to delete like 30 files <laughs> trying to make this podcast because I was screwing up right, left and center. Um, but I guess if you hear this, it means game on, baby. I was going to make the podcast each episode like two blogs. Um, but now I feel like no, where each podcast will be one chapter or like one blog. Because, A, how would I decide between titles? And sometimes I have like little callbacks. Like, you know, the beginning has to kind of match with the end. And that's not going to happen if I wedge two together. It's just going to get messy. And so this can be like a cute episode for, you know, a short walk. You're taking your dog out, your kid out. Uh, maybe you live close to everything and your drives are only like, 15 minutes. Good for you. So let's get into it. Technically, this is the second blog on my thing, but I feel like my trailer had enough of chapter one. <clears throat> so that's why this podcast is technically, I don't know, episode one. And it is called The Queen of Unfinished Projects. I wonder why. All right. So before I go any further, I need to address an important fact. I am the queen of unfinished projects. I get an idea. I think it's the best. I start it. I tell people about it. And then I give up. That's right. I bail on myself. That is something that people do on each other in LA, just so you know. 
I don't know what is wrong with me, but that's usually what happens. I have a ton of abandoned creations, okay? Like notebooks in my computer, in my old computer, in the computer before that. It's like by some company called Gateway, if you remember that. Um, I got a lot. I've started a lot of things in life. Uh, I get scared that my high school friends will literally finish raising their kids uh, before I do anything noteworthy. Noteworthy. Uh, <laughs> isn't reading out loud fun? You stumble like that. Um, you know, like oh, one of my favorite projects I always meant to finish uh, is a country song. And it was called, I'm not good enough for most guys, but I'm good enough for you. Right? That, that was a cute idea. Why did I give up on that? Maybe because I have no instrumental skills and I can't sing. Uh, I still believe I have a hit on my hands, to be, uh, to be honest. Um, I've dreamt of writing a book since I was a kid. I think I got into stand-up because at its core, it's a forum for writers. Um, plus, I'm definitely too deaf to ever become tone deaf to become a rock star. Oh, my God. You guys. As this podcast goes on, I know I'll become a better reader. And why do I even need to read off the blog? It's my fucking life. You'd think I'd remember it, but I don't. Uh, I need to read. I need to read these. <laughs> All right. <laughs> stand up is stand up is like this swift, creative outlet, you know, and it's great. It jizzes all over your ego. And it doesn't even matter if you interpret that as a positive or a negative thing, but like both check out. Sometimes I get mad at myself for not completing a book sooner, but then another year of my life passes and I'm so glad I didn't because every single year that goes by, it only brings another chapter that I think is going to be better. Life is always happening. I'll tell you things. Can you imagine finishing your book in 2019? And then it's like, oh, do I have to write another memoir just to get 2020 in there? And who's going to write two memoirs? Clearly not me. <laughs> so being the queen of unfinished projects um, is not just limited to creative endeavors, just so you know. Although not to brag, I did just clean my bathroom today, probably because I was procrastinating doing this. And also uh, I needed to get off my phone. I was addicted to Instagram and I was like, what can I do with my hands? But I won't touch my phone. And I was like, I know, a sponge and cleaner and leaning over into my bathtub, bathtub, like I have a bathtub, I have a shower. Okay. So like I said, I'm the queen of unfinished projects and it's not limited to create like to my writing and to stand up. Um, there's also lots of domestic things that most civilians can complete in a single day, but I can't <clears throat> take, for instance, my bathroom in Toronto. <clears throat> this is an old bathroom, not today's bathroom. Uh, that bathroom, uh, definitely has nothing to do with the entertainment business, um, per se, but I mean, it's, it's actually, it's created a lot of comic relief in my life privately, of course. Uh, uh sorry, I don't want to make this gross. Uh, when I moved into my first ever one bedroom apartment in Toronto, I decided to take on the project of painting, right? It was the first time in my life that I was living alone and I'd always have roommates, right? So this was a huge accomplishment for me, even if my rent was only $745 Canadian a month in a safe neighborhood. I was very lucky. Uh, I, I even had a cute fireplace. 
Uh, don't try to uh, track down my old landlord, though. He has raised that price. And uh, as my friend Anna says, he does wear shorts year round. A little interesting. If you need to spot him in December, he's that guy. Okay, so I actually do like painting, or at least I think I like painting. Uh, I, I didn't really know until um, a house I lived at in Miracle Mile in LA in like the early mid 2000s uh, with fellow comedian and BFF Melissa McQueen, Miss Kansas 2002, Lindsay Douglas, and MTV's sweet road rule sensation, Kendall Shepard. That was a household. We were all in our early 20s. We lived in an Orthodox Jewish community. So we would strategically throw parties on the Sabbath so our neighbors couldn't call the cops. <laughs> and one of my different roommates was that uh, she was in PR and Kiefer Sutherland even uh, showed up to one of our parties. And I was a huge 24 fan at the time. So when I answered the door and he was standing there, I just yelled, the bomb is in my bedroom. Hurry. I know I'm hilarious and I'm pretty sure I scared away Kiefer Sutherland. Um, so yeah, the four of us uh, had a great time expressing ourselves by painting this gorgeous house. Um, but unfortunately our landlord uh, disapproved of our colors. And if you're reading the blog, you will notice the colors is spelt in Canadian with the U. Um, he, <laughs> But our landlord was so mad, okay? We all painted our rooms different colors. Comes in one day, sees what we've done to the place, and he just yelled, this isn't Pee-wee's Playhouse! And then he hired professionals to then paint over all of our work, uh, including Kendall's room, uh, which was brown on one wall, pink on another, and vanilla on another, because uh, she was trying to make her room look like Neapolitan ice cream. I think that might have been the room that got us in trouble. I went with like a dark green. All right. <clears throat> but now back to this apartment in Toronto. All right. It's my very own. And the landlord actually encouraged tenants to paint, probably to save him work. Uh, so I wanted to do it. Okay. I was like, yeah, I'm going to paint my apartment. So I started with the living room. Uh, since the guy who lived there before me, he had his poetry stenciled on the wall. Like the room was brown, but in big white block letters, one wall said, people say size doesn't count, but my heart is a house. I obviously had to paint over that. I don't know what kind of poetry that is, uh, but it sounded stupid to me and it looks stupid on the wall, but I also really had to paint over it because I did, I did sleep with that guy. How did you know what, how did you think that I knew what the apartment looked like before I moved in? Um, my real estate techniques are not to be scrutinized. You guys, I got, I know what I'm doing. This is how you get the places. This is how you get the deals. So I managed to finish painting the living room. All right. In one full, uh, day. All right. It was deep blue on three of the walls. Then I went with one gray accent wall. It always looked really nice at night, but, uh, during the day it looked like Smurf village. So now we have to get to this bathroom. Okay. This is the bathroom. I invite over my friend Sherry to help. We were working together at an Irish pub in the financial district. She's really funny. She likes to drink, smokes weed. She's a Sagittarius like me. 
I like knew that painting with her would be more of a party than a chore. So I'd gone to Canadian Tire. I picked out a nice shade of lavender. I figured that color would be like soothing for, you know, the morning after too much draft beer, dirty draft beer, dirty draft beer, and then a coffee in the morning. Anyways, uh, I don't, I won't, I won't paint that picture for you. But this day started off pretty easy, okay? Because uh, she wanted to do, she was doing most of the work. I'm not going to lie. Like I was in charge of the green tape around the edges. Okay, I did the green tape part. It was huge, huge. <laughs> I was really killing it. <laughs> but Sherry was doing everything, okay? Um, must have been really good pot. But we were on a roll uh, when, you know, we kind of, we're like, well, these ceilings are super high and, you know, it's not like the living room where we could stand on the couch to kind of reach the high ceilings. You know, we can, there was nothing to stand on in the kitchen, right? Or sorry, not in the kitchen, in the bathroom. So <laughs> we dragged the kitchen chair into the bathroom, but that wasn't tall enough. So then she was like, well, let's take a break. Let's go to Canadian Tire and we'll buy a ladder. Um, if you're American, Canadian Tire is like Home Depot for Canadians. They should change the name to Canadian Depot. That way it'd be more clear. Uh, I've never bought a tire there ever in my life. Oh, although I did get a muffler there once, now that I think about it. But. So it was April, um, which is a tease month in Toronto. It could be deceitfully sunny. Like you can look out the window, believe it's a gorgeous day, and then walk outside and get whipped by wind that's so fierce you end up crying like just like these those wind tears awful it was definitely one of those days but we walked anyways because we were a little drunk and a little high aka canadian invincible you know we're like oh we can walk we'll be fine <clears throat> so we get to canadian tire at young and davenport which is a corner that later I'll shoot my first ever half hour comedy special. Am I bragging? Absolutely not. That place has since been turned into condos. So there we were, Canadian Tire. Our shopping adventure seems too easy. Look, this ladder is so small. It's gonna be super easy to carry home. And only 20 bucks, it's perfect. Then we get back into my apartment, crack open another Strongbow, which was the cider of choice back then. I know there's lots now, um, but Strongbow was an original. Can we just give them a shout out? Also smoke a little more of a joint and I don't really smoke a lot of pot, you guys, but it seemed like a painty thing to do. So then Sherry steps on the brand new ladder and guess what? The ladder that we were so excited about being so small and easy to carry home. Yeah, it was the same height as standing on a chair. It was literally useless. We couldn't <laughs> paint any higher. It was <laughs> a total wash. It's also worth noting, though, that I'm also not a return or exchange person. Like, I hate returning something. Like, if I buy something and it doesn't work out, it just goes in my closet or I give it away. Um, but obviously, I don't have the storage space in my one bedroom apartment for multiple ladders. So back into the wind we go. The second ladder that we buy requires a cab ride home. Okay, and this is pre-Uber. And I gotta tell you, I spent a lot of money on cabs in Toronto. 
we get back inside, Sherry, like my apartment with the new big giant ladder. Sherry takes a few more hoots. I continue drinking the rest of my Strongbow that, by the way, I did put back in the fridge, like half done, the same way I used to put like an unfinished cheese rocks back in the fridge as a kid. Like, I'll drink the rest later. So we continue with Paint a Palooza 2008. Oh, yeah. Did I even say what year it was? It's 2008. But then we run out of paint. Shit. Well, neither one of us feels like going back to an, the to Canadian Tire another time. So we'll finish painting next Sunday, right? That was our plan. And it was a good plan, except Tuesday is garbage day. And I played a lot of garbage games in this apartment, all right? Because we could only leave our trash out one night of the week after 4 p.m. So I was very careful to make sure no piece of rubbish was left behind, okay? So on Tuesday, I made sure all those paint cans got tossed, right? Which seems smart at the time. But the following weekend, I go back to Canadian Tire to buy more paint. And guess what? I forgot to name down the color. And I was like, I'm sure it won't be a problem. Like, I'm sure I can eyeball it. Surely I'll be drawn to the exact shade of lavender I picked last time. Sherry returns with more pot and more strongbow. We have a few sips, a few hoots, and back to work we go. But when the roller hits the wall, it's not the gentle lavender that's already on half the room. It's Hannah Montana purple. Fuck. Oh, well. I mean, the color is a little strong for a bathroom, but who cares? I live alone. There's no roommate to complain, and I, I don't really give a shit. I love Miley Cyrus, which is even more true now after her latest album, Plastic Hearts. It's the best. Well, guess what? A few hours later, we run out of paint again. Because, of course, I bought the same size can as last time. The same can that wasn't enough the first time. And now it's raining and I've already spent a lot of, a lot of money on cabs that week. So in conclusion, I never finished painting that bathroom. I just lived there with three different colors on the wall for eight years. So if I never finish writing this book, I'll just look at it as finally having a second bathroom.